Welcome to Solo Sailing with Trevor White. Today I'm going to talk about sailing in the Asamas in Fiji. And we sailed from Vuda to the Asamas, so Vuda Marina to the Asamas, to distance about 22 miles. It's not, not very far. The route from Vuda is reasonably straightforward. There's quite a bit of reef in this region, but the charts are reasonably well marked. They're relatively reliable. And that sail is a very straightforward sail. So Got up early, cleared out of Vuda. Well, yeah, sorted all of our um, fees and uh, you know uh, clearing from Vuda the night before, so we were ready to go. Did a last-minute check, organised the boat guys, and then uh, the interesting uh, approach of getting out of Vuda was um, went was went through. Basically, we you know, boat guys come down, they give you a talk. You know, a tender boat turns up, releasing lines, pushing boats slowly backing out and uh, in my case you know uh, I've got an F offset prop so I don't have a lot of room in Vuda because there was a boat anchored in the middle of the um, in the middle of the marina so they gave me a bit of a nudge on the bow to uh, push me around which made it easier for, to, for me to um, get the boat clear of other boats and proceed to clear the channel so yeah relatively straightforward once you go but everything in that place is um, is a little different but yeah once we got out fenders on board solar panels back down into their um, normal position cleared the uh, channel without any problems um, you know we tend to go straight out for about you know 200 meters and then we get into slightly deeper water and start selecting our course yeah really just put it on autopilot sort of the sails it wasn't a bad day it was um, pretty much a easterly and it was it was quite an easy sail up there. It was almost a reach, you know. I'd say it was maybe 10, 15 knots, quite light, um, but you know, comfortable. And we would have been sailing at six or seven knots most of the day. So we got up there around maybe lunchtime, yeah, probably around lunchtime. And um, we, where we were heading to was a little island called Kuta Island, which is one of the southern islands in the Asawa Group. So 22 nautical mile trip. The place we were heading for was a place called Barefoot Kuta Island, which is a, a dive resort and resort on Kuta Island. And they specialise in diving with bull sharks. Not my cup of tea, but uh, something Rian wanted to do. So once we'd sort of gone past the Barefoot Resort, so I came up on the eastern side of the island, just slowly working our way in, making sure there's no um, uncharted reefs or obstacles. Basically tried to anchor out front of the resort so it's sort of it's quite deep and then it comes into about 10 meters and then you know very quickly it shallows out to about you know six to three meters and they've got you know um, markers out to say outside of the swimming area so the weather was okay to anchor there um, just anchoring proved to be really challenging so um, at that time I had a delta on I couldn't get a pick in uh, Rian even swam on the pick couple of times but it seemed to be hollows in the in an old reef filled with sand you get your pick in you'd reverse onto the pick and it'd pop out so it wasn't a great anchorage I ended up changing over to a fisherman's anchor and that dug in really well so I didn't feel comfortable to leave the boat but Rian went ashore chatting to the dive team had a bit of lunch and arranged to um to do some diving so that um that night we were going to hang there and then the wind started coming up oh sorry Rian came back onto the boat yeah and we looking at staying there but the wind came up and it was probably 
yeah, 25 knots by the time she got back. And it was quickly building to 30 and I was on the lead shore at this stage. Uh, it wasn't forecast, which um, tends to be the uh, what happens in Fiji a little bit, particularly the Asawas. So yeah, I wanted to uh, I wanted to get out of there and move to the other side of the island, but I couldn't get the um, couldn't get the anchor up. The fishermen had uh, dug in really really well, so we ran back on board. I um, got her on the wheel, trying to direct the boat more onto the anchor from different and move it to different angles, trying to get the anchor up, loosen it off, you know, tighten it up, hand up, you know putting it on you know, four or five coils on my drum, cranking it right up, and then the drum snapped. <laughs> so I'd only just had this angle rebuilt, but the, the drum was um, aluminium. It had been on there for a number of years, and I'd probably never really used it very much, apart from pulling the dinghy onto the deck. Um, but once I'd loaded it up with significant weight, um, we got a bit of a, a surge come through, lifted the boat, snapped the drum, and then there was no way I could get this anchor up unless I dove on it. The conditions are deteriorating very quickly. I needed to leave and I either needed to dump 150 metres of 18mm road over the uh, over the side or uh, cut the line. So I cut the line. I put a float on the end of the rope. It's just a small float. Floated it so I can come back and find it um, the next day. And uh, yeah, I just uh, simply went around the other side of the island. So I was on the uh, north east end of the island, just opposite the resort. And I went around to the Lee, which is only about you know, a 300 metre sail um, around the island, and it was in uh, calmer conditions, but there was a lot of swell. So the reason I was on the other side initially was the swell. There's a lot of swell can come into the Yasawas, and I was experiencing significant swell. Primary anchor down, um, and it dug in perfectly. It was a sandy bottom, it was about 30 metres of water. It was, a, it was holding really well, but conditions were absolutely terrible we were rolling like and after about an hour of that decided just to uh, pull up the pick and move to a different anchorage so basically we just moved um, to the next island up the group is only about four miles away and the uh, the plan was to um, find an anchorage up there and then come back in the morning we're gonna go diving and then we would um, left uh, Kuta Island and moved uh, north probably about two and a half miles initially and there was a, a bit of there's a bit of a bay and um, where two islands join, so I tried to anchor in that region. You know, it's a Yolo Yolo Bay, um, opposite a village, but the um, the wind was coming between the two islands, and it just didn't make the anchorage work. So I went further up the island in the lee of the uh, the headland. Essentially, it wasn't too bad, but I just couldn't get a pick in. I couldn't get it to dig in anywhere. It was either way too deep or it just wouldn't, um, it wouldn't dig in, it was just rock. That was a bit challenging, it was getting dark, and I was uh, almost thinking I might have to, you know, sail around all night. And the places where you could put an anchor in where you weren't affected by, you know, strong wind or strong swell was um, becoming, you know, less and less. So went all the way up into the um, the head of the bay, to the north, and the Alobi School um, is right up in the head of the bay. So we got up in there, there was, oh, was probably four, um, four catamarans actually already anchored. They'd probably been there all day. There was one spot left, so I just tossed the anchor over the side and it held. And we just sat there between two reefs. We, were, we weren't really getting any, um, any strong winds and we weren't getting any swell. So from that perspective, it was a good anchorage. And the intention was to um, you know, hang the overnight, go back in the morning and if the conditions improved and then... You know, work out um, 
some boat dives at the resort. So yeah, we, you know, I didn't get to dive in the end because it was quite dirty in that in the bay. Um, did did a bit of snorkeling a bit further away, but again the conditions weren't weren't suitable for um, you know snorkeling at that time. So yeah, we just had a bit of dinner, um, settled down, anchor watch on, hoping the anchor was uh, down solid, which it appeared to be. And the conditions, you know, blew pretty solid all night, probably about 25 to 30 knots. But, you know, we were in a relatively um, safe spot. But if we did drag, we didn't have a lot of time. So, you know, I kept uh, kept the anchor watch on, kept the, you know, um, the boat ready to go if I needed to, if we did drag. But, you know, we held, held comfortably the next morning. Uh, it was still blowing pretty hard, so we just hung there during the day. And the um, following day, conditions had improved back down to... Um, to the resort and we um, just worked out you know what what dives that we wanted to do so um, down at barefoot you know they um, they catered to the dives that she wanted so she did a couple of different dives you know did one dive with um, uh, more locally on the island and then you know the dive she really wanted to do was the bull sharks so again conditions there were a bit challenging like you know the day we um, did that you know, went back down for the dive, anchored on the west side, so it was affected by swell, but it wasn't too bad. So I just stayed on the boat, you know, took her ashore in the dinghy. Um, you know, she went and did some dives, and then you know, later in the day, they brought her back around in the uh, in the dive tender, which was great. You know, it saved me um, going in into the beach because the beach was a bit dodgy. There's a lot of coral on that little beach. It was a good anchorage um, in in good conditions, but you know. We weren't experiencing good conditions. We had a lot of swell, and the waves were rolling through that little bay. There was a lot of coral in that bay, so it was actually a nice spot to you know snorkel. I did a bit of snorkeling in there, um, and it would have been easy enough just to put the dinghy in the water, go around the headland, and drop off at the boat. Yeah, but she decided she initially just to walk in, and then when you know the dinghy, um, the dive tender brought her back. But the conditions there weren't really suitable for uh, sleeping. It was pretty pretty rolly, so decided to move again, and then in, in the morning I either bring her down in the dinghy or bring her down in the yacht. But as we motored back up in the bay, and you know, this time we decided the uh, with the conditions changing more to a southerly wind, uh, still a bit of a swell, that we would probably anchor in the Yolo Bay again, but a lot closer to the village. So just as you come into the bay on the southern part of the, um, the island, there's a, a small village near the um, where the two islands join. You can't actually drive or you know, motor through there on a boat unless you've got a very shallow draft. Uh, it sort of gets washed there. But, you know, I came in and anchored in about seven metres of water. It was perfect. I was protected from the swell. I was protected from the wind. Uh, I was far enough off the beach that I didn't have to worry if the wind, you know, swung up. The only concern for me would be if the wind came around to the east again, I would have to move because it was um, it was open to that... Um, or you know, open to that easterly wind coming through between the islands and you know creating havoc for me. But you've got to go somewhere and I went there and then we talked to the resort on the phone and asked if it was possible to be picked up with a dive tender in the morning. Because if it wasn't that, it was either we get up early, motor down there in the uh, in the yacht or um, in the dinghy. It was only you know, two and a half miles away, but it's still a fair dinghy ride, especially if you're, um, you know, you're moving into a subtly. And it was pretty choppy. Yeah, they agreed to you know pick her up in the morning in the uh, in the dive tender, which is fantastic because in the morning it was still blowing its ass off. 
Um, and in the dive tent here, they were moving quickly enough to stay on top of the, uh, the wash and the chop, but my smaller you know, rib would have just been soaked. Yeah, so you know, yeah, we had a good night that night, you know, just like had a bit of a barbecue on the back deck. And um, yeah, anchor held really well there. It was a good position. If I had have had more time there, I would have liked to have gone into the village and met the locals. But yeah, I just just needed to find somewhere safe to anchor. In the morning, the, the boys were there at about I don't know seven o'clock. I think picked up Rianne, and she went off diving with the uh, the bull sharks. And I just did a few boat jobs, you know, just boat jobs around the boat, sorting things out, planning the next phase of the. Uh, we were going to go. So we still had a, a southerly blowing, probably a bit more southeasterly than um, than true south. Winds were sort of you know, moving around quite a lot. There's still a lot of swell, um, but the swell had eased off, thankfully. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to stay in the position I was in. And we thought, well, once Rianne came back from the dives, we might head up into the head of the bay and, um, and try and stay there for a few days and check it out, um, go ashore, meet the village. You know, it looked like a really beautiful spot. But um, once you came back, picked up the pick, yeah, motored up into the head of the bay, and it was terrible. Like the wind was rolling through, the swell was wrapping around in the bay now. It was just a very uncomfortable place, and the only place I could have gone was back down to where I'd just come from. And I decided, you know, it was time to leave, and I was going to head to the the north of uh, Waya Island. There was a big bay up there, which would have been protected from the conditions. And I'd anchor up there. So because we was moving now in a, uh, or the wind was blowing in a southeasterly, probably south-southeast, I decided to choose the um, the eastern side of, uh, sorry, the, the western side of the island to uh, to motor up. But yeah, that was quite a challenge getting out there. It was, it was really choppy initially, just getting around a couple of little reefs. And then there's a passage between an outer reef and the island. And once we got onto that passage, it, it, it was quite calm, you know, we were sort of protected from the islands. Uh, became pleasant, just ran a, you know, a head sail, sailed down. Yeah, just sailed down with a, a nice breeze, easy conditions, and we got, well, we sailed past a um, octopus resort. So I hadn't really uh, even known it was there, but it looked like a great little bay. Conditions were perfect for anchoring out there. There was still a bit of swell rolling through, but we had a, a beautiful sunny day calm conditions because the wind was um, blowing on the other side of the island so we're in the lee um you know water was crystal clear and we just you know picked our way in there between a couple of reefs got into about six seven meters of water sandy bottom tossed the pick over the side you know anchored really easily could see the anchor in the water and we just hung there for a um you know a couple of hours and then decided we'd go in and um, have a drink and have dinner. It was just, you know, pitch postcard perfect. So that was um, probably the first pleasant anchorage we'd had in the SRs, which was stress-free. So, uh, yeah, stayed there for a couple of days. Um, Octopus Resort, you know, the food was good. It was a bit different. It was uh, like a set menu, um, like five different dishes. It was a bit on the uh, expensive side for sailing. I think it was probably about $120, $140 per person a head, which I thought was a bit rich for what we were getting, but it's a resort on an island. Drinks were okay, they were the normal sort of price, you know, about 10 bucks a drink. 
Um, but the location was beautiful. Had, you know, nice deck. Had an interesting mix of people. You know, from uh, luxury to almost backpacker, it seemed. So, uh, yeah, we spent a couple of days just there and, you know, ran went ashore, just did some work in the uh, in the resort, um, you know, on the computer at the bar, and I just, you know, did some work around the boat, sorting things out. And from there we decided, you know, we'd move further up into the Asamas. So there's no really diving at this resort. Well, there probably was, but not the type of diving we wanted. It was um, a little bit more vanilla diving, you know, taking people that didn't do a lot of diving just out onto, you know, uh, basic reefs. Um, but yeah, the next next bay up, we were going to be uh, well, the next island up run, we were going to be diving with uh, manta ray. So that was on the bucket list. Yeah, early in the morning, we picked up probably. Well, it's not early; it was eight o'clock in the morning, and we headed north. The plan was to head to the manta ray resort area, and there's two area, there's two resorts up there. There's manta ray island resort and the barefoot manta island resort. We thought we'd anchor near one of them find some protection um you know it was a subtly blowing or sort of you know i guess it was southeastly blowing and uh, yeah once we got around the corner from octopus we we felt that and we were getting you know like a fair 25 30 knot you know wind coming through it was quite choppy it was uncomfortable it was rolling Ram was feeling quite unwell on the passage, but it was only a 7 to 10 nautical mile passage, so it wasn't very long. And, um, you know, you just had to suck it up for a few hours. It was a little bit slow going, you know, for, for us and a, a monolith, a couple of cats whizzed past us, but that's life. Uh, it was really just motorsailing the whole way. Once we got up to the vicinity, um, the Manta Ray Island Resort, the island itself created a leaf for us, and, you know, conditions calmed down a lot. It was, you know, glassy again. And then we just needed to pick our way in through the reefs. You've got to be a little bit careful, you know, read the charts clearly. It, it is easy to um, drive over a reef if you're, not, um, if you're not paying attention. And in those crappy conditions, it can be um, can very easy to uh, make a mistake. So, yeah, we picked our way in and we ended up, um, you know, we're looking around the manta ray, but the wind was blowing straight up through that passage. It was quite uncomfortable chopping in there. Initially, I thought that's where I'd anchor. And then anchoring on the lee of that island, and I was on the uh, the western side in a little bay. It was a tiny little bay, just enough room for one boat. But I dropped the pick in there in about 12 metres of water. Perfect swing room for one boat in all wind directions. And it was, yeah, really good holding. So, yeah, we got in there, and um, it was still blowing 25, so dug the pick well in, put out plenty of scope, dropped my anchor buddy over the side to give the anchor a little bit more purchase and then we just chilled out there for the day did a bit of snorkeling around the area like the coral is quite nice through there it's uh, an area where people from manta ray resort either walk over the island and sw swim in that bay or they come around in the boat and either do uh, night dives or night snorkels or you know morning snorkels so yeah it was a nice spot to anchor had a look up at the area where most boats anchor which is the um, near the barefoot resort and it's not a big anchorage it's quite deep and it had 13 boats in there already so there was no way we were going to get in there uh, any moorings were already taken anything left was in 25 probably meters of water i reckon it was quite deep what was available and um and there just wasn't enough swing room so i decided to stay away from all of those boats and uh, just have a bit of peace of mind because when i looked in there there was just boats going everywhere like swinging into each other's the currents were pushing some boats in one direction, the wind in the other. It was a reasonably untidy place to be in a boat. 
and I felt my little anchorage where it was too small for another boat to anchor was a good spot. So I had a few boats sniff around trying to work out where they could anchor next to me, give me a little hug, but no, they couldn't. So they all um, they all toddled off to somewhere else. But yeah, first night we had a really good uh, good sleep there. It was well protected. There wasn't a lot of swell the first night. The next day the wind changed again. It, we got more more and more swell building. Um, went for a, a bit of a, a dinghy over to Manta Pass, and we we're hoping to see some mantas. We didn't we didn't get to see any. The visibility wasn't that great. Conditions weren't that great. It's quite windy. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people, so um, a little frustrating. But yeah, that's the reality of uh, cruising season. You know, there's there's a lot of boats all trying to do the same thing. And and if you're there when the Ark Rally comes through, it makes it even worse. Or one of the big rallies. But at that stage, the wind continued to deteriorate, and um, we were getting probably 33, 35 knots. Uh, the wind, well, the swell also was uh, getting worse. And we had like you know, two days of the worst weather I think I've ever had in an anchorage. Uh, swell was just horrific. Couldn't get a, couldn't go anywhere else. We were trying to, you know, see the mantas, and yeah, I'd say on the second day we both had a gutful, and it was time to leave. I couldn't, I couldn't stay in an anchorage longer. It was driving me insane. Um, and there was, I just couldn't work out any other place to go. The wind was either blowing into the potential anchorages, or the swell was wrapping around and making them. Um, just very uncomfortable. So we got the pickup and we said goodbye to Manta and headed south. So we went back down to the our previous island but we went into the northern bay and that was uh, that was just beautiful. Way island again and the northern bay in the right conditions is just spectacular. So we went in there, we were the only boat in the anchoring. There's a, a, quite a few boats that just left and they'd gone to where we just left. So good luck to them. But um, I anchored in uh, a sandy bottom, dark sort of mineral mineral sands, six metres of water, crystal clear, off a little village. You know, no one was really bothering us, and we didn't feel like going and talking to the village. We didn't feel like walking across to Octopus, which was on the other side of the uh, headland. We just wanted to chill out and get over the... Uh, Last couple of days of this terrible anchorage. Stayed there for a couple of days. I um, jumped over and you know, used the opportunity to clean the hull. Yeah, the water was just beautiful. Temperature was fantastic. It was just a, a nice spot to do those you know crappy jobs. Yeah, so I spent a few days there, just chilling out, and then decided to sail back to, to Nadi. So Rianne um, was heading back to back to Europe, back to Holland, and uh, we needed to get down there. Give it a couple of days so we could get in, sort everything out, make sure we had plenty of time for you know, flights, etc. But on the way, we um, we decided that we'd go to Latuka again, so we uh, and just yeah, do some grocery shopping for for my trip back to um, New Zealand. So um, yeah, we left. I don't know, probably left six in the morning and went down the eastern side of the island this time, back towards Nardi. Uh, There's almost no wind. It was a bit. Bit sloppy, we sort of a bit swell around, just motoring initially, and then the wind came in 10 20 knots initially. So, just a, a nice reach cruising down the island. Um, yeah, it's quite a scenic island to sail down on the uh, on the eastern side. There was, you know, we we're sailing on the outside of where we'd been anchored on the in, on, in the inner bays, uh, sailed down past Barefoot again. And as we were going past Barefoot, you know, there's a 
number of small um, dive boats come zipping out past us, uh, and they were heading off to do the uh, the bull shark dive. So um, that was between the island and Latuka. So yeah, we just watched them heading heading out to the uh, the yeah the uh, the reefs where they were um, running that dive. But yeah, the, the wind dropped off probably at about ten knots, and it was just a really easy easy sail all the way down into Latuka, anchored. Uh, at the front of Banaka Island Resort. I think we anchored in probably 10 metres this time. There's very few boats there uh, versus last time there's quite a few. It's a, a mud bottom, so it's a, it's a bit of a dirty spot. The water's quite dirty. Uh, depending on which way the wind's blowing, the anchorage can be um, be a bit polluted as well. But it was quite a nice day. You know, like Everything was sort of working in our favour that day. Dropped the pick, uh, went into town just to get some supplies. You know, went to the local little restaurant there. Uh, bought a you know, bought a heap of groceries, some booze, and then we went to the Benanka Island Resort restaurant that night. Again, it was a nice feed. It was quiet. I think there was only one other couple in the uh, in the restaurant besides us. And um, yeah, I, I'd go there again. I thought it was a, a good little spot. Back to the boat and just chilled out there for for two days. We decided to stay an extra day because it was just you know really cruisy there. So yeah, if you're in the area and you you you're going past Latuka, it's it's definitely a consideration. Like it gets a bad rap because of the um, some of the pollution, but if you get the right winds, it's an easy anchorage. Access to town is easy. You just have that little little creek where you take your boat up. You know, there's someone keeping an eye on it. Oh, they, they often ch- try and charge you like you know, ten ten dollars Fijian to have your boat there, but it's a small price to pay for someone to keep an eye on things. But yeah, it's literally a hundred meter walk from the boat ramp to the to the main. Um, supermarket another 50 meters to a really large bottle shop another 50 meters to mcdonald's and then 500 meters into town so i thought it was a great spot just to um you know get supplies yeah so once we'd uh it's been a couple of days just you know bumming around latuka went to the restaurant again you know it's just it was nice to be in an anchorage where it wasn't rolly it wasn't blowing its ass off the swell wasn't just terrible we decided to head back into um Vuda and that's where I'd be clearing customs from. Needed to sort some issues with leaving the boat uh, and catching a flight. So that was all easy to sort out in Vuda where they're used to boats doing those things. But we went down, so I think it's only yeah, five miles, maybe uh, maybe six miles down to um, Vuda from Latuka. Got offshore, called them up. We just waited till, um, till they said, yeah, called us in. We got waited for probably about an hour, just, just drifted up out the front. Waiting for our turn to go in. Um, yeah, only problem was it was a, a falling tide, so um, I had to uh, give them a hurry up a couple of times. I didn't want to be on the bottom of the tide going in. So we still had a metre under the keel as we went in on a falling tide. But we got in there. Um, the berth we had was was not fantastic. We were next to a massive big stink boat. It's probably about a 55-foot straight-sided thing, so it wasn't good for a yacht to be next to one of those. Yeah, we all seemed to roll slightly different motion putting out fenders everywhere that's life and uh, we got in there got tied up went to the pub and that's um, that was pretty much our trip i would uh, i would say the assailers you want to pick a weather window where the swells are down and the winds are not too not too ferocious but it's difficult to go to the assailers and not not have high winds if you're going there you really need to expect to have you know, it's at times terrible conditions, you know, really bad swell, strong winds, 
sometimes a little warning and uh, and they almost come through as like little storms little storm cells um, very difficult to forecast on on uh, some of the yeah the, the weather weather apps you know I almost say they're um, they're useless in the ESRs. they can give you, you know, information on the bigger systems but the ESR seems to be a little little more isolated in its weather and the swell wraps around there very very um, have a good think when you're planning your sail your trip it's got some beautiful diving. The resorts are amazingly beautiful. People are fantastic. All of those wonderful Fijian aspects. But the weather for a boat can be absolute garbage. And even talking to the guys on catamarans, you know, they're going, oh, man, I can't handle this anymore. I'm just, you know, rolling from side to side. And like their catamaran or 45-foot catamarans rolling from side to side and they're bitching. Imagine how hard it is for a, you know, monohull. Uh, and I'm... You know, heavy monohulls, so I'm, you know, 12, 14 tonne, fully laden. I tend to sit pretty well in the water. Um, got a modified, you know, fairly large keel. So I don't roll too bad, but like we were almost slapping the water. That's how it felt. It was that bad. The um, the people in small boats, like light uh, racer cruisers or light, you know, 30-footers, they were just getting beaten up. You know, their boats were just rolling so violently it was ridiculous absolutely ridiculous it would have been horrific to be on board those boats would have been better off taking a sleeping bag and going sleep on the beach almost thought about doing it myself but that is life on a cruising boat you know some days in some places it's absolutely glorious other times you're just getting your ass kicked um and this occasion it wasn't so pleasant uh would i go back mm, that's a difficult question i think i'd need to Look at the weather and plan a different month. I was there in I was there September October region time. It was it was windy and it was windy. Vuda to the Asawas, diving with uh, bull sharks at the Barefoot Resort, which is pretty awesome. Anchoring at um, yeah Octopus and going to the Octopus Resort was pretty cool. And visiting a few of the other resorts, yeah they're all yeah great resorts. They all offer uh, something a little different. Yeah the Manta Bay or Manta Pass where you see the mantas. It's hit and miss, so you know if you're there for a week, you're probably going to see them at the right time of year. We were there for a few days, we didn't get to see them, but the visibility was terrible, and the uh, and the conditions for us were terrible. So thanks for joining me and safe sailing, and I'll chat to you next time.